Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. All right, everybody. For the next few episodes, we're going to be talking about a series on pivoting your practice. The main thing I really talk about is I like to share the transition or the transformation that I've made in my practice over the last 20 years. And truthfully, it's really what's happened in my practice in the last eight to 10 years that's really worth talking about. And what I want to focus on is going, walking you through what I call the practice pivot and what that looks like. And I'm going to be joined by Hope again. And we're going to spend the next few episodes walking through this. And then we're going to give you the opportunity to download our book that I've written here on called The Dental Practice Pivot. And Hope will give you some more information about that. Uh, but welcome back, Hope. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to see you. It's always great to see you. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about your new book yeah. and how you capitalized on what you've get, gained over the last 10 years. Yeah. And you're giving your listeners and your friends kind of a fast pass um, to pivoting their practice. I think the big thing is, is you don't realize what you accomplish until after it's done oftentimes. And I didn't realize a lot of this uh, until after it was done. I didn't set us, I didn't go about to do this. And frankly, that's why it took me eight years to really accomplish it. Okay. And, and I would probably actually say it took me five years to accomplish it. The last three years were trying to get it a little bit better and more clear. Um, but, uh, but knowing what I know today, I'm convinced we can help people accelerate that and get further faster. Well, that's great. And what we have at dentalpracticepivot.com is a copy of your book. Right. And it's titled Dental Practice Pivot Discover How to Increase Revenue create a more balanced lifestyle, and gain a competitive advantage. Um, so your motivation behind the book really is is what? Well, you know, the true motivation is I firmly believe dentistry is probably the greatest profession in the world, okay? And I know, yes, a lot of people don't like going to the dentist, and we work in people's mouths and things like that. But when you really look at it, we have an opportunity to help people as a healthcare provider. We have, we are able to hold an esteemed status in society as people that do good. But yet we have the ability to scratch that entrepreneurial itch and really to control our destiny. And what I've seen is that so many dentists don't love what they do or don't love our profession. And I don't expect, I mean, the realistic side of me doesn't expect everybody to love dentistry the way I love it. Mm-hmm. 
But then to me, that's even more of a reason to transform your practice into something that, that makes you happy so that you can focus on the things that make you happy. That's you know? great. And let's talk about things that yeah. make um, dentists happy. And in this book, you, you really focus on three main areas that you feel would help fulfill yeah. um, dentists and just give them a better quality of life and help them look forward to going to work on Monday. The first thing you say with the dental practice pivot is that you can help increase a doctor, a dentist revenue. Yes. So tell me about that. You know, I still to this day, 20 years into into being a dentist, eight years into being my own practice, struggle focusing on the revenue side of mm-hmm. practice when I work with dentists or I talk to other, you know, other my friends and things. But we have to get over it a little bit. And what I found is increasing revenue is truly important to achieving a level of financial flexibility to allow us to start making critical decisions that are truly based around happiness. And what I know from my own experience has been that when you achieve, when you stop worrying that you're going to pay your bills every month, I mean, that that's really what it boils down right. to, okay? When you stop worrying about that, then you can start really getting to a different place in your life. And increasing revenue is unbelievably important. Um, now more than ever, uh, the cost of doing business is higher in our profession. We're, I call it the technologification. Mm, it's not a real world, okay? Real like word. It, that's a great okay? word. But the technologification of our society and of our mm. practice, of our profession, is necessitating pressures that many of us feel on what technologies do I need? What technologies, you know, can I afford? You know, so, right. so all of these things are kind of increasing revenue relation related right. issues. So you feel more pressure to spend more. So in order to even maintain um, what you're um, bringing in, your profit, you have to increase your revenue. Of course. Um, it's not just, not just technology. I mean, at the end of the day, I firmly believe that you should uh, renovate or rehaul your practice every eight to 10 years. You know, that includes the equipment, the aesthetics, the look, all these things cost money. Right. Okay. I also, and I, and I believe the most important reason, quite frankly, to increase revenue is that you want to maintain and attract the right people around you. And everybody wants to make more, just like you as a dentist wants to make more. Your team members, in fact, your team members probably need to make more than 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 as a dentist we need to make more uh, because they live a different lifestyle than we do so really it's uh, it's about that so if you're not growing three to five percent per year you're actually moving backwards wow okay and you said once you've you've increased revenue and you're not worried Mm -hmm. um, then you can focus a little bit more on living a balanced life um, or the life that's ideal to you which Mm -hmm. is different for for different um, people talk a little bit about the practice pivot and how that helps you create a balanced life well i think um i think what i'm really saying there to a certain degree is that i don't want to say it's easy to increase revenue but the easiest way to increase revenue is to see more patients okay but to me the practice pivot is not about seeing more patients in fact it's about increasing revenue while seeing less patients while working less so it's, it's about, it's the revenue increase is also focused on your personal balance. Now, I want to be very clear with, with, with everybody listening. Per, my personal balance is probably the weakest part of my life. Okay. okay. And one of the things that we teach in the 3D dentist philosophy is that we want to focus on 
three areas. We want to focus on clinical excellence, you know, what we are as a dentist, our hands, our skills, what we do. Number two, we want to focus on business mastery in our practice so that we develop. And to me, business mastery isn't bean counting. It isn't maximizing your, minimizing your overhead. It's more about the, the processes and the frameworks and building a flow in your practice that fits around you. Right. Okay. Being practical about implementing some of the clinical things that we do. And then the third part is personal balance. Okay. And for many, that's number one. Okay. But frankly, for me, because I love what I do so much, it's probably the area that if I were to evaluate myself, I struggle the most. But the goal is to increase revenue without at not at the expense of how hard we work and how much we'd spend time away from our family. So for example, I took 15 weeks off last year. Wow, okay. That's great. So, but, and I saw, so therefore I work less, I saw less patients, but I produce the same or more okay. than I have in, in past years. So you're saying you can increase revenue by working less, um, having more freedom to create the life that you want to create. I would always say flexibility. Flexibility. Yeah. Okay. And um, the other thing you talk about in the pr- practice pivot is you're actually going to gain a competitive advantage. Talk a little bit about how the uh, world of dentistry has changed, the competitive environment, and how this will help you compete. I've heard a lot of, I hate to say older people, but a generation (laughs) slightly ahead of me, okay, okay, have said that the golden age of dentistry is done. And I completely disagree with that. I think what's happened is that we, we have to adapt at a faster space now than ever before, and we have to adapt differently than ever before. I mean, dentistry is competitive now. We, we're, we're facing significant pressures from dental insurance. They control how much we get paid. They control, and to a certain degree, what type of dentistry we provide on our patients. Mm-hmm. We're facing pressures from technology, the technologicification of the, pra- of the dentistry. And, you know, like, like we have so much technology and so, certainly the newer practices that are starting up are starting at an advantage because they're starting in 2019, whereas I started in, nine, in 2000. So the technology that they're buying, the equipment that they're buying is they're newer. Right. So the overall aesthetics and the patient experience to a certain degree looks different. Right. Okay. So we have that competitive part of it. And then number three, we're facing, we're facing a new pressure that's new to our profession in the last five years or so. And that's the quote unquote corporate corporations that, or private equity money that's coming into dentistry. And so we have to pivot, you know, and so, so we have to, we have to create a competitive advantage by creating the pivot. And what I've done by creating this, by pivoting my practice is I don't want to say I've created a competitive advantage, but I've made it so that I'm competing on a level playing field. Right. So you, in a way, have future-proofed your practice, or at least you've leveled I've the present-proofed. Play- present-proofed it, right? <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I love it. That's great. I, it's hard to say future-proofed yeah, because we don't, don't know. Yeah, because you don't know the future. Yeah, right? we don't know. You, like when I was in dental school, I had no idea this CAD cam exists. I had no idea that right. 3D you, imaging exists. I had no idea that dental know. microscopes exist. Right. I had no idea that, you know, the internet existed. Isn't that crazy? I, I had no idea that you could have a, a computer in your pocket. Right. 
So as so to say future proof, right, it's probably a, a bit misleading. A, that might be. I'm a marketer, so you no, know, okay. I, I might go a little extreme. But, but that's that's <laughs> the, you know that's the the realistic side of me. Right, hope, I love that. We got to stop being sold. Yes, you know, and we got to start. We we need to be sold by ourselves. Right. What we want. So what you're saying to dentists um, is you can help them achieve their goals, yeah. increase their revenue, gain some flex, more flexibility, um, not by working harder. By working smarter. Okay. So that's yeah. the whole premise of, yeah, the, I mean, of the pivot. My tagline, I mean, I have so many taglines, okay? But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the tagline that I've used, and it's not my tagline, uh, is working smarter, not harder. Okay. okay. And it is the premise. I mean, my goal is to say, I, I want to produce this and the gamification of it, how I gamify it to, because that's what works for me is I say, okay, if it took me 130 days to do it last year, this year needs to take me 129 days. What do I got to do? Okay. So you're or, in a constant state of improvement, ways we, to improve. We have to. Right. We have to. Right. So if you're um, listening to this and you think, wow, you know, I'm ready to make a pivot um, in my life and in my practice. Um, the first step is to go to dentalpracticepivot.com and download your new book. Yes. And then... Um, you know, it's not really that new hope. It's been sitting on the shelf for two years. <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about that. So yeah. you, you've, you've been through the process for eight years. You've yeah. really perfected it in the I last mean, you, five. I, I, I've, I've really... I've, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. I mean, you've, it's been a process. I have a hard time accepting the world that the word that I'm great at something or that I perfected anything. <laughs> you've made it better. How yeah. about that? Um, I feel like I've achieved. Well, you have lived it and yeah. you are now willing to share what mm-hmm. you've lived um, to try to help people um, make the same pivot with less effort, without the roadblocks, with all, all the obstacles, yeah. just help them make this change. Um, that you've made, um, you're here to guide them. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's the word I was going to use is my goal. My goal is to help guide people there. And the truth is, is I've been speaking and training for 15 years now, Hope. And frankly, I've been saying the same things for 15 years, but I haven't, I haven't been able to put it together to make, to have it make sense for people because I haven't completed it myself. Okay. And, and I, 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 I hesitate to use the word completed it because it's never complete. Right. Okay. But I've achieved a point where I'm very confident, very confident mm-hmm. that if people have the right mindset, that they're willing to go through some pain. Okay. They're willing to go through some hardship. Okay. They're willing to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. that we can guide them there faster. Great. Okay. I'm convinced of it. Um, two points about that. You say in the book, you warn that this is not a magic bullet. Yeah. Tell, <laughs> tell what you mean by that. And then also explain what would happen if a dentist chooses to just keep doing what they've been doing. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. 
We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Well, so let's let's digest the magic bullet, bullet part. Okay. okay? Um, God, there's so much there. Oh. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, we're all looking for some kind of magic bullet. I'm looking for a magic right. bullet. I mean, in, I am. Right. In life, you know. I'm just look, everything I, look, in life. I want to lose 40 pounds. I need a magic. I, I, I went to the right. doctor. I said, what pill can you give me that will make this right. happen? I think the main thing is we're not digesting what we're really after. Mm, okay? okay. We need to create clarity in ourselves. Okay, increasing revenue in of itself isn't going to make you happy necessarily. Right. Having more time away from the practice isn't going to make you happy necessarily. Really, it's about, it's, an, it's a constant evolution. It's a constant thing that's changing and moving. And we go through seasons of life. And that's part of the magic bullet as well. What I needed 15 years ago is so different than what I need right. today. You know, and probably very different than what I'll need 15 years from now. Because 15 years ago, I had zero kids. Right. Today, I have three <laughs> kids. And 15 years from now, I'll have, we'll be empty nesters again. So what is important to me and what my focus is will change along the way. But really, <clears throat> the magic bullet here is creating a sustainable platform of a practice that will allow you to change and pivot and alter what you're doing. I hear so many times dentists want to do, I just want to do more of the dentistry I like to do. But you, that's, not, that's, not, that's not something that just happens overnight. It's not a magic bullet. There are steps we have to go right. through. There, there are areas that we have to get uncomfortable. There are skills that we have to learn. And that's, that's one of the things I mean by magic bullet. You know, and, and I, I spent... So 10 years of my life chasing the what I remember I went to a sedation seminar and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to build a sedation <laughs> practice and this is going to get me to my financial goal. Okay. And then I went to this seminar or I went to that seminar. I went to this magic. My patients can't afford to pay for things. Oh, this is the thing that's going to change that. And really none of those things have right. panned out in of themselves, but they've all been components of achieving it. And I think that's what, in, in the book, you lay out nine keys. Right. And so there's not one magic bullet, but as you say, yeah. there are nine steps, yeah. nine um, components that if a uh, dentist will embrace these, at least from your experience, this has transformed your practice. You know, and, and I apologize to interrupt. Uh, I waited no. for your sentence to end at least. <laughs> but, um, you know, it reminds me of, uh, of a story I learned from my dad. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Like my, we always talked, my dad and I were very business minded, business related, our relationship. We have a great relationship, but a lot of what we did is we talked about life in, 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 in a business right. sense. Okay. Um, 
But I remember saying to him, him saying to me, he says, listen, I've created a life where what I need when I decide, when I'm able to retire is I need $10,000 a month coming to me, whether I work or don't work, preferably without having, having to work. Right. Okay. Wow. okay. And then my, my initial reaction was, okay, what can you do that creates $10,000 a month? And he said, that's the wrong way to look at it. You, you know, and, and he shouldn't say the wrong way, but that's, that's, a, that's the... That's, that's the, the best way to that's, look at it. Well, he said that's the harder way to look at it. Okay. Okay. What he said was instead, think of five things that'll give you $2,000 each. Great. Okay. And that's, that to me is the difference between a magic bullet and really the essence of the practice pivot. Instead of trying to look for a thing that achieves your financial goal or your personal goal or your clinical goal, look at two or three things or four things or whatever. I mean, you can't have 20 things. Okay. That's a bit, you know, unrealistic, but look for two or three or four things that each incrementally make a difference. And then the sum of the whole is greater than that's great. The individual parts. So it's almost a portfolio approach. It to is. It's diversity. Right. It's diversity. So moving, instead of moving one huge needle, you're moving multiple smaller needles, yeah. and then you get to the same result. You know, and this diversity, quite frankly, has proven out twice in my life, in my okay, professional life. Okay, tell me life. about that. Um, number one was 2001. Okay. Okay. What happened then? <clears throat> well, I, was a, I started my practice as a cash-only practice. No insurance, wasn't going to file for you. What, you know, you pay me the money, you figure I'm out sure what you're going to do. you were enthusiastic about it. I was, oh, you I was. what was the way. I, I was told by all the gurus that, that, the, that insurance is bad. This is the way, right? Right. And uh, uh, within, by the end of the first year, I had, I, I was in a difficult, very difficult position. Wow. Okay. And, and I was not diverse. I was dependent on just one type of one, patient. One path to. And that's what it. Okay. Okay. And that could have also been, a lot of that could have been also based on starting my practice. So you're going through a certain growth curve as well. But then it really came to a head in 2008. Okay. Okay. So we got through that. I started taking insurance. I mean, in fact, I was an HMO dentist for three years. I took HMO HMO plans and we took, uh, we participated in PPO plans as well. And to this day, we still do. But really, 2008 was a really a turning point for me personally. Um, as everyone listening knows, uh, the economy went in the crapper mm-hmm. in 2008 and our practice, it, it felt like overnight dropped wow. 40%. Wow. And at that point in 2008, if you walked into my practice, my main ticket item was cosmetic dentistry. So we're looking for people looking for elective treatment, non-insurance covered, and we were doing two, three, four cases a month. Okay. And a significant portion of my revenue Therefore, my income was tied to that single procedure. I was a restorative dentist only. I wasn't doing any root canals. I wasn't taking out teeth. I I mean, I was a crown, what what in our generation called a crown and bridge dentist. And when that part went down, I had nothing else to prop me up. Okay. And so that's when, that's when my real pivot started. That's when my journey really started was 2009. Okay. And then what did you do immediately? Or- well, immediately, I, you know, one, you, I went into survival mode. You right. know, and my goal was how can I shed costs in my personal life? Not, there's, it's very difficult to shed costs in your business right. life. Okay? You your rent is your rent. Your, your, your you equipment, know, your equipment loan is your equipment, equipment loan. Right. You know, your team members to a certain degree are your team members, right? right. 
And uh, so I shed a lot. I started, I went through the process of shedding exp- unnecessary expenses in my personal life. And then I started moving towards uh, diversifying my portfolio of clinical procedures. Wow. And that's where the clinical excellence part of 3D dentists come in, okay. is having a diverse portfolio of products, okay, and procedures that we can provide. Also being efficient okay. in what we're doing, but not focusing solely on efficiency, because efficiency often means seeing more, but the diversity of it was more important. Okay. And, and, and five years later, we had moved through that diversity part of our practice, and, and that was one thing. And then we hit, uh, starting in about 2014, 15, I hit another wall. Okay. And what that wall was, now I've reached a ceiling of what I can physically do. Okay. Okay. You just couldn't do more in a day or fi- your body physically. Couldn't yeah. Do or it. mentally or, or the number of patients and all of those things. And, and that's when we went into the pivot of uh, bringing in additional providers. Okay. And, and bringing that into my practice. And that, quite frankly, made the, the biggest difference wow. of my career. Okay. So it sounds to me like. Um, Part of the keys for your pivot were um, practice-related as far as the actual um, procedures you offered. And the other is more management, practice management. Um, You have nine um, keys Mm -hmm. outlined. Uh, Do you feel uh, ready to go in and discuss those? Yeah, I think so. I think what we should do is probably cut today's episode short. Okay. Okay. Is there anything that we want to end with on this episode? Well, I just think a reminder is that what you're proposing is... the dental practice pivot will help um, dentists work not harder, but smarter. Yes. You can help um, in, them increase their revenue. You can help them lead a more balanced lifestyle. And you're going to help them gain a competitive advantage. Yeah. And if they like a copy of your book, they can simply go to dentalpracticepivot.com and download it for free. It's free. Yeah. And I think it will be a great read. Um, you know, I, I want to end with one thing. I know you listening right now are probably saying, I live a pretty good life. Things are good. It's not bad. And, and really, what happens if I don't do something? Right. Okay. And number one, it's hard to say what's going to happen in the future. But here's what, what I can tell you will happen. And some of you listening, if you're listening right now, and I'm going to talk about something, and you might be like, God, I'm starting to see the signs of that. Mm then you, you need to do something. Okay. okay? Good. Um, but those of you that are living high right now because the economy is great, you know, take, a, take, a, take advice from those of us that have been through two downturns. Okay. I'm not trying to say back in my day, we walked through snow. I'm not trying to be that person. <laughs> you can go uphill in the mountains yeah, in you know, the snow. I'm not trying to be that person. But really what's going to happen is we're gonna see, you're going to see a slow degradation of your mm-hmm. practice if you do nothing. Okay, or if you continue to do status quo. And that degradation is going to look like this. You're going to get increasingly frustrated with your team members Mm. because they're going to be complacent. They're going to do more of the same. You're going to start seeing your team members slowly leave because there's no opportunity for them to move forward or move upward. There's no opportunity or you're going to feel personal pressures because people are going to rightfully ask to increase their income. And you're going to start saying, okay, and you're going to feel like, you're going to feel a, you're going to feel a level of, 
I'm paying this out of my pocket. Okay, you're costing, you know, I'm paying you directly from my profits because I'm not because increasing you, my pra- practice. Right. And that's going to create a level of, you know, con- you know, just not being happy with somebody. Okay, right. uh, so we're going to start seeing that. Number two, uh, or the second part of it on the patient side of things, uh, we're going to see a slowing of the number of new patients that we see in our practice or the number of patients that we see in our practice. We're going to go from having a hole occasionally here or there to having more holes. Mm. And in the beginning, you don't notice it because there's enough margin in our business to where it doesn't affect us so much. But then what's one one hole a day turns into two holes a day, turns into three holes a day. In a few years down the road, you're like, what's happening to my patients? And I know what I used to think is like, God, I haven't seen so-and-so in a while. I wonder where they are. And then you're going to get this thing where you go into a level of depression maybe because you're like, people are choosing, what did I do wrong? And the truth is, it's not that what you did wrong. It's they experienced something different. Wow. Somewhere you, else. You didn't give them the best option yeah. or because you chose or they, not to grow. Or, or they change. used this thing called the Google and they, <laughs> they, they, found, a- they found another office or they were at a, at a party right. and a friend told them, my God, I went to this office and it's so different. And they, they just said, oh, let me just go check it out and see what it's about. Right. And then and they said to myself, like, I carry an iPhone in my pocket. Why am I not getting iPhone-level dentistry or smartphone-level dentistry or experience there? And then, you know, we're going to see a slow degradation in the type of dentistry we do. And as we mature in our career, we get bored and burned out and tired and you know or what's one of the things that's going to happen along the way is we're going to say okay i'm seeing a decrease here or here or here okay let me just see more patients one more patient a day let me mm-hmm. let me get efficient and and then that creates chaos in the practice that creates unruliness to a certain degree your team members get overworked you see your patient experience goes down and all of these are the things like, quite frankly, it's almost a therapy session. I'm telling right. you what I went through. Right. Uh, and to a certain degree, even continue to go through. And, and, and these are the things that are going to happen. So if you care, okay, if you want more for yourself, if you want more for your team, if you want more for your practice, or, or you're going to get to a stage where you're 50, 55, and you can be like, God, I haven't saved a lot of money. And, and the end is, is around the corner. I, hell, I want the end to be right. around the corner. Not the end of life, but the end of, <laughs> the end my, of, of daily end of practice. practice or, yeah. You know, and, 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 and I quite frankly, hope, and I'll, I'll end on this, is, and I really believe this. I call my generation, age 38 to 50, the endangered species of dentistry. Wow. Okay, okay? explain that. And what I mean by that is... <clears throat> If you're 55 plus, you're going to you're going to be able to coast through. Right. Okay. You, you probably sure. paid off. Your kids are gone for the most part. You paid off a lot of your debt, certainly in the practice. You know, your margin, your overhead's gone down. Your margin has gone up. Um, your, prefer, your financial margin, not right. your personal margin necessary. Um, and you're like, all right, the end is five, seven, ten years. I can coast this through. Right. They, they have a they time advantage. Right. Okay. But then... You have these younger generation, the 25 to 35-year-old dentists, and quite frankly, they're kicking my generation's rear end. You know, when I came out of school, we were taught to be a restorative dentist, do fillings, crowns, bridges, Mm -hmm. you know, dabble in anterior root canals, front teeth root canals, to do an, if the tooth is waving around in the wind, I'll take that out. 
these folks, these these men and gentle ladies that are coming out of school now, uh, they're not necessarily learning more or less, probably less than what we learned in school, but they're coming out with a mindset and a desire to do things much further along. What I what took me ten years to start placing in before I started placing implants, these folks are doing it one or two years out. Wow. And and we have so much more time. Like I have twenty more years in the profession that if I don't do something, everybody behind me is gonna they're gonna they're gonna catch up quickly and then they're gonna overtake me. Right. And then I'm gonna and then and then it's gonna be a compounded problem. Right. Okay. So so for me, my call to action to people is do something, okay? Good. Whether it's with me, whether it's with someone else, whether it's just getting therapy or taking medication <laughs> or whatever it is that makes you happy, just do something. So, you know, I, I, I say that there's, um, you know, there's, a, there's, there's, that, the, there's three types of dentists. There's those that make things happen, mm-hmm. those that at least know what's happening, and those who wonder what the hell happened. Wow. Okay. And I never want to put myself in a position to say what happened. And and my weight is one of those things because it literally was a slow creep, five pounds a year, five pounds a year, five. And now I look and now I'm like, what the hell happened to me? Where's that guy that was, you know, this? Well, and I think that's what happens in, in life and in your profession, especially when you're comfortable, um, as things progress and you, maybe become complacent because life is good then if you don't take action one day you look back and as the um, younger dentist um, who are um, more forward-thinking pass you by um, you say wow I wish I'd taken the opportunity so what you're teaching and and really at your heart is to help dentists to be able to make that that pivot yeah wherever they want to go right and that you're just sharing what you've learned yeah. And um, the, what you're offering now is just your book, uh, yeah. dentalpracticepivot.com, yeah. and then to tune in for the next um, two episodes yeah. where we talk about the actual steps yes. to make the transformation. Yeah, and so we're going to essentially go through things and, and do some anecdotal stories. hands-on. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Perfect. All right. Thank you, Hope. Thanks. Everybody, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Do me a couple of favors. Uh, number one, uh, be kind and review us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. I would greatly appreciate that. And number two, uh, share the episode or share our podcast with friends. If you talk to friends and you see them have a smartphone, if you have friends that don't have a smartphone, I suggest you get new friends. But if you if you <laughs> talk to a friend, <laughs> if you talk to friends who have a Apple phone or an Android based phone. Uh, download the podcast uh, podcast app from Apple or Google and search for T-Bone Speaks Podcast and subscribe to it and teach your friend how to listen to our podcast. And and uh, and then, then tell them after they listen to ours, they can listen to the other dental podcasts. Love it. <laughs> hey, podcast family. T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. 
In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode. 